Hey, folks, it's Mark Aram. I hope you're enjoying the Mark Aram Show podcast. A reminder, you can hear this very radio show live Monday through Friday. We're live 6 to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. It's Friday. It's 6.08. It's Mark Aram and crew with you for the next two hours as we've been uh, hopscotching all over your radio schedule dial. Uh, we have the almost the full crew here. Deborah Green's here. Longoria's here. But Low T is off. So Scotty B is going to screen your calls. And I think that Low T is in Tulsa. Is that right, uh, Longoria, for the uh, Trump rally? Yeah, I believe so. He's waiting in line. Yeah, and he, <laughs> said, out. he said, I am not wearing a mask. I yep. said, all right. So when he comes back mm-hmm. from the rally tomorrow... Uh, we got to quarantine him for two weeks. That's not my policy. No. Don't we already have the antibodies from Andrew? Well, I know should you and I a, do. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if Chuck does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he's in another room. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> he is in a little other room. Uh, so uh, so Chuck's off. Maybe we'll check in with him and see what's going on uh, with the uh, the thing in Tulsa tomorrow. People have been waiting out since last Saturday outside of the arena in it's Tulsa. Like Black for that. Friday. It's it's crazier than Black Friday. Excuse me, I just ate a cookie from Arby's. Thank you, Scott. And I just burped a little bit on the air. No problem. Salted caramel, delicious. Um, I, it, it's cra- I, I mean, I, I've said this many times. I wish I was that passionate about something where I would wait a week for it. I was trying to think in the newsroom before the show what I would wait a week for. Like if my brother needed a kidney, like that, that would get me to wait a week outside of an arena. Like, all right, I'll pitch up a tent. My brother's going to die if I don't. Like that is the, the lowest bar. You know, like that, the minimum, yes. yeah, that's the someone, minimum. a loved one needs a, a kidney. That's when I'm going to wait in line for a week. Uh, other than that, I, I'm not doing it. So we'll check in with Chuck. Uh, we, I want to celebrate Father's Day today. I mean, it's not today, but we're not going to be on the air on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, so happy early Father's Day to you, Longoria. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, I want to talk about your, not your Longoria, mm-hmm. but uh, Americans' horrible condiment choices. Okay. Uh, we got some new data released on what folks are putting on what, and it's shocking I don't. I didn't know that there were so many weirdos out there like some of you. So we'll talk about that. And uh, video game history was made. I'll tell you more about that. But I want to talk first about uh, a week ago today. Kind of everything changed here in Metro Atlanta. We had you know we were already in the midst of of protesters, demonstrators, rioters. Uh, you know, starting actually going back to the Ahmaud Arbery thing, and then George Floyd, and then a week ago on Friday, we had the shooting at the Wendy's. Uh, on University Avenue. That was a week ago today, and obviously things have been developing quickly since then. Covering that story for CNN, our old buddy from Atlanta, Ryan Young, uh, joins you, us on the show. Ryan, good to hear you, buddy. How are you? Oh, but isn't but isn't the other crew going? The other crew is going, Ryan. All right. <laughs> Ryan, welcome to the show. You're on the air, buddy. Don't cuss. <laughs> How you doing? Good, good. Good to hear from you again. Ryan, of course, used to work in Atlanta for Channel 2 for years. Now he's been crushing it as a correspondent for CNN. You're back in Atlanta, uh, unfortunately, covering a story I know you don't want to cover. Get us caught up to date on the latest uh, of what happened with that Wendy's uh, shooting a week ago today. Yeah, absolutely, Mark. We've been following this for quite some time. And in fact, if you think about this, the city really has been put in the spotlight with this incident. Um, one of the things that we know about this is that um, obviously people are focused on the actual shooting and whether or not when they watched that body camera video, whether or not they were angry about that shooting happened when he was running away from the officer. You talk to veteran officers here in the police department, they believe that shooting was justified. 
But the other thing they say is they believe the GBI should have been able to fully investigate that entire case before the charges were applied. And Paul Howard has basically said they don't have to wait for it, and they put those charges for it. What we're now seeing, though, is plenty of officers who've decided not to show up to work, and that's been happening over and over throughout the city. We've been reporting about a majority of officers calling out in several different zones throughout the city. Now, you've been, uh, because of your time in Atlanta, you've got a lot of sources close to uh, Atlanta police. Uh, what are they telling you about the length of these call-outs and these non-calls? Do you know how long this is going to go on? Well, that is a great question because you got to think about this. A lot of these officers have been working three weeks nonstop. I know some people are saying, well, what's the big deal there? Well, you think about the protests and how emotional they have been, and then you add on the fact that you pretty much have those six officers who were uh, two of them that were suspended, four that were fired in charge, and now you have these two officers that have also faced charges. This has put a tremendous amount of stress on the police department. And then let's not forget the fact that the chief had to step down, and that is something that also stands out to a lot of the police uh, department because they want a certain sort of leadership to move them forward. What can they do moving forward? Um, you put all this together, and you add in the fact that you had a serial killer in the city who was killing homeless people. You have all this pressure on a police department, and you don't know when it's going to stop. I'm told right now that this weekend could be worse because a lot of the officers haven't had time off yet. Ryan Young from CNN joining us on the Mark Aram Show. The two officers charged in the Rayshard Brooks uh, case from a week ago today, uh, where are they, what's their status, and, and what's the next move legally here? Well, we know, we know Bronson. We know, we know Bronson has already been able to do a signature bond and get out. We know the other officer, Wolf, is obviously in the Gwinnett County Jail at this point. Um, they have put him there for security reasons and moved him from the Fulton County Jail. And that was something that you have to do when you have a police officer and you bring him into a jail facility because you obviously don't want to put him in any sort of danger. The thing that's weird here is that because of COVID-19, there's not a grand jury in place. So he could be sitting there until January before they ever get this indictment in and be able to say, hey, um, this is what Bond could be moving forward. So still a lot of questions there. I think it's what sticks out about this case, Mark, and you've been around long enough in Atlanta. There's so much video in this case. And I think people watched that video, and they had an opinion immediately after they watched that video. So you think about the fact that everybody was calm for about 30 minutes, and then there was a struggle. So there's some people who've decided as soon as that struggle happened, Everything else uh, was justified. There's other people who say the man was running away and he was shot in his back, and that should not happen. Well, you got to look at this from a legal standpoint and what the police department has in their standard operating procedure. I think that's what those two attorneys will argue for their clients when it comes to why this shooting happened. But then let's not forget this community, Mark, because – um, as diverse as it is, I think there are some wounds here that obviously are coming to the top with people being so very upset because of the fact of it's another black man involved in a shooting, and that sort of went to the surface. When you think about what happened at that Wendy's um, in the aftermath of all this, I think people have to take a kind of a step back. Now, Atlanta has really responded. You haven't seen that sort of protest since that night. Um, I think the people who are leading the city did a good job of at least being transparent with all the information. And I think if all of us were reading it and looking into it, you can definitely come up with your own sort of ideals. I just would say, though, I think you have to look at what the protocols are for police officers before making a complete judgment.
But I don't think it matters because I think this is all now being lumped in and people are they, they're angry and they want things to change. And so I think as a city, I think law enforcement, everyone has to start trying to figure out what's the next step in terms of making some of these changes for the police department. Ryan Young from CNN joining us on the Mark Aram. You mentioned earlier, Ryan, the GBI, they are still continuing their investigation. Is that correct? Yeah, that's what I've been told so far. I mean, theirs is not complete. It's standard operating procedure when there is a police-involved shooting in the city of Atlanta that the GBI comes in. Um, Anybody who's been here for quite some time, the GBI is considered one of the best uh, law enforcement agencies, of course, across this state. And so they're going to look into this, and they're going to piece that all together. Usually their investigations take at least a month. So you think about the speed and the 24-7 nature that the DA's office was able to put into this to make this happen. Um, it's just it's just interesting to watch how this all unfolded. Sitting in that room with Paul Howard, the DA, when he was doing the news conference, and we learned all those bits of information um, in terms of the video, the body camera, the people who witnessed it. Um, it was interesting how they stitched the timeline together for how this happened. And I can already tell you the other side, if you would say, the officers and their lawyers are doing the same sort of investigation to deconstruct what the DA did to sort of put rip holes into it to see if they can find something that doesn't stand out. And I can already tell you what they're doing. Um, They're saying that their client didn't kick Mr. Brooks when he was down. They're going to say that he was actually trying to kick the taser out of his hand. That's what that lawyer is going to say. Of course, Paul Howard is going to say he kicked Mr. Brooks. And then they're going to also have an explanation for why Officer Bronson was standing on his shoulder. Um, These are things that they'll try to nitpick at. And then they will start from that process. Mark. This will all play out in court. Just real quick, doubling back to uh, the police call, people, the blue flu, if you will. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, that was predictable. I said on the air, we're going to see that. I think there's going to be a lot of officers that resign. This is unconfirmed. People have told me this, but I can't confirm it. Maybe you can. The people that did come to work that following night after the blue flu when the shift changed, uh, were there police officers that were working but refused to respond to calls unless another officer was in trouble. Is that is that fact fiction, or we don't know yet? This gets a little dicey, right, because obviously this is a big city, and there are ways that if there was a phone call, uh, I think that other officers may come from a further distance away to respond to a call. What we do know is people are definitely calling out sick. For safety purposes, the, you know, the police department, for the most part, hasn't been really answering all the numbers in terms of what's going on with all. And you, you definitely understand that. You wouldn't want to know, like, one area of town didn't have any officers sure, one yeah. did, right? So that's what you don't press on. What you, what you try to figure out, though, is try to see their work. I know they went up to major crimes unit and asked those officers who work homicides and other big crimes throughout the city to put on their uniforms and get in patrol cars and answer 911 calls. Um, the work here hasn't stopped, though. I mean, so they are still making arrests of uh, some of the violent suspects. But it's, it's very interesting to watch because we do know that they have been challenged in several different areas of the city with people just not showing up. And, I mean, in fact, I think a night ago, only one officer showed up on, on a particular shift, and then two sergeants showed up on that shift. So when you think about that, um, they were obviously able to get resources into that area to help out those officers. But it, it, it paints a bleak picture when you know that there are plenty of officers who are upset. Sure. I will throw this caveat out at you, Mark, because people don't think about it. There are plenty of other metro police departments around this area, right? And obviously Atlanta is probably the premier. 
but there are other police departments who have openings, and they have already got an increase oh, yeah. in applications <laughs> Absolutely. these police officers. They're going to be fleeing to the suburbs, uh, suburbs. Ryan, great to talk to you again. I wish it was under better circumstances. Absolutely. Uh, you're doing a great job. Let's, uh, let's hook up soon, buddy. Mark, you're a great guy, and I really appreciate talking to you. Thanks, today, brother. Bro. Ryan Young, CNN, WSB-TV alum, joining us on the Mark Aram Show. I'll be right back. We're going to have some fun on a Friday. I just want to get you caught up on the big stuff. Mark Aram Show, 95.5 WSB. Wet out there. Watch your speed. 82 degrees on Peachtree Street. Mark Aram and crew with you till 8 in the p.m. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. Uh, Grant kicks us off into Cuba. Grant, what is on your mind, my friend? Uh, thank you very much, Mark. I enjoy your show. Um, I have to say something, if you don't mind. I have something to say about the condiments. But I will say this, listening to what uh, I just heard. You know, Atlanta is the cradle of racial harmony, basically. And it's and, and I think Atlantans on every side are strong enough to overcome this. It's, it's, it's bad out there, but I think, you know, we're the ones who can do it. Martin Luther King taught us how, how to react in, in harmony and uh, in nonviolence. I, I hope it'll, it'll go that way. I uh, I appreciate your optimism. Grant, I'm, I'm going to put you on hold because we got to uh, go to break. But you know what? We'll talk Since he wants to talk about condiments, I'll talk about condiments. I do want to talk about Father's Day this Sunday to honor all the dads out there. Plus, video game history, Deborah Green reports. Want to have fun with that? We're going to have fun now. It's Friday. I'm tired. Longoria is tired. Low T's camping out in Tulsa. Let's all come together for a big group hug. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Hi, this is Valerie Bertinelli, and you're listening to The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the show. 638, 79 degrees on Peachtree Street. Mark Aram, the bananas. At your beck and call till 8 in the p.m. I'm going to go to the phones in just a second. Uh, I do, the second hour of the show is dev- devoted uh, completely to Father's Day, guys. We're going Father's Day full hour uh, for my dad and all the dads out there from 7 to 8 p.m. But uh, Deborah Green, the executive producer of the show, knows my love of food and what goes on food. And you sent me a story today, uh, some research, some data that uh, was jaw-dropping when it comes to condiment use in the United States of America. What were the headlines of this study, Deborah Green? The, the condiment use, the overall food that other countries don't like, or the specific one about ketchup? Because The, spe- didn't do the spe- uh, specific, specific one about ketchup. Okay, so I think all of us probably eat ketchup, right? It's one of my favorite condiments. Yeah. You, you need to refrigerate it, okay, by the yeah, way, which we've, we discussed with that. Uh, but there's some interesting things about how people use their ketchup. You know, So the number one is, do you put ketchup on fries? And I think that's probably the most common thing that you would put ketchup on. Yes. Right? Now, do you dip the ketchup or do you cover the fries? It depends ketchup? on the situation. If I'm... Uh, the situation. Well, if, if I'm at a restaurant... <laughs> what situation are you dipping in? What situation? Well, yeah. it depends on the fries, the type of fries. Okay. Like, uh, if they're big steak cut fries, yeah. I will dip. Yeah. If they're thinner fries, the I will... shoestring ones? Yeah, I'll kind of, uh, you know, it just depends, you I guess. splatter it all over it? It depends on the type of fry, the mood, what kind of restaurant I'm in. <laughs> the mood. Yeah, but if I'm in the traffic center eating, I'll, I usually dip. Yeah. Because it depends on my access to napkins. I mean, there's a lot of factors I that go into that. I never scatter it all over. Do yeah. you guys do No, that? I hate that. It's too messy. Yeah. All right. I like to dip. I'm a dipper. Yeah. So does too. that mean you don't put uh, queso on your on your nachos? You don't spread it out? You like to dip it? 
Well, the nachos I don't have like queso on them. They yeah. just have individual. They're like individual nachos. Not fancy nachos. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Real, sorry. Ones. real, okay, real, yeah. real nachos. <laughs> Mobby. All right. What about hot dogs? You guys put ketchup on your hot dogs? No, that's no. what stunned me. So here's the the stat that stunned me. More Americans put ketchup on hot dogs than they do hamburgers. Yeah. Which to me is mind blowing. Like the I, first of all, I won't have a hamburger without ketchup on it. It needs to have ketchup on it. Okay. And so that's rule number one. Rule number two is, unless someone's holding a gun to a loved one's head, I'm not eating a hot dog with ketchup on it. I'm not eating a hot dog. Period. But, Understood. Yeah. But I, to me, that that blows my mind that more Americans put ketchup on hot dogs than they do. On hamburgers. Is it because people can put more things on a hamburger? Like, there's like a buffet I, of I, options. You're trying to uh, get me into the mind of a, of a crazy person. I don't know. <laughs> you guys are the ones that eat more than me. Yeah, so I don't I know. Figured, yeah, you know, I don't put ketchup on a hot dog either. Yeah, but you've kept it on mustard. a burger, right? No. You don't unless put ketchup it, on unless a it comes with it. it comes I don't mind it, it yeah. but okay. but if I'm making my own homemade, no. I'm yeah. just putting mustard. Mustard on a hamburger. Mm-hmm. That's that weird. I, I, wow. I like mustard. Okay. Did you know in New York City, and Shelly uh, will talk about this, I'm sure, <laughs> coming up at 8, Shelly and Milani, uh, word on the street. In New York State and city is the only place in the world where McDonald's doesn't put uh, mustard on hamburgers. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. So I'd rather they not put ketchup. Well, that, you can ask for that. They'll do it for you. Oh, I understand that. That's, so that's what I do down here. So I, I enjoy, I mean, listen, you give me a McDonald's cheeseburger, I'm going to eat it regardless. But yeah. I enjoy it more without mustard. And the, the best thing about that is if I order it now, if I say, give me two cheeseburgers, no mustard, they have to make them fresh. Oh, like my no onions okay. on my quarter pounder. Yes. Right. So that the, they can't, you can't wipe mustard off a no. burger, right? That's just not going to work. So uh, that, that was mind-blowing to me that people will put, more people put ketchup on a hot dog than on a hamburger. To me, that's that's counterintuitive. Mustard goes on a hot dog. Ketchup goes on a hamburger. Okay. Unless Longoria is cooking for you. Uh, Grant joins us again on the show. Grant, I'm sorry. What do you want to talk about with the condiments? Well, Deb Green, thank you very much. You stole my thunder. And, Mark, you came in behind her and helped out. Oh, no. But yeah. But no, that's what I was going to start with. I, and I thought it was starting off on the ground floor, but <laughs> it might have been the epitome. I don't know. Uh, you started out pretty strong with the ketchup thing. But my thing is I don't see why anybody would put ketchup on a hot dog. I, maybe it's just my preference, but I'm a mustard and onions only. But I just don't see it on a hot dog. Now, I don't mind ketchup and mustard, either one, on, on my hamburger. I slop it up good. But, yeah. And the other thing and the last thing is – who puts ketchup on eggs? You need to put cheese or, or you know. That's or another nothing. thing. That's a de- 29% of Americans yeah. put ketchup on eggs. That's a, My uncle does that. Really? If, if you are six years old or younger, I will let that slide. But ketchup on eggs to me is just, I don't know. Blasphemy. Yeah, unless, I mean, you remember remember how intern Jake used to make eggs? They were so disgusting looking. No, I wouldn't eat. I wouldn't sit in front of him Ugh, and ate. I don't know how he made eggs, but they look like just putrid maybe i'd put ketchup on that just to like <laughs> were they runny eggs or were they just cooked too much they were i, I can't even describe them longoria <laughs> they were horrible uh tanya or tanya is an Austell. welcome to the show how are you um hi i had called last week um when you had the show about i think it was about um the um the case for the wendy's but i don't know if you're still on that is that are you still on that we or? are but you got to be quick though we got about a minute Oh, yeah, you make me go quick. I'm anyway, so sorry. Say, I've been listening to your show for years. Um, when I had the kind of attitude change, um, it was basically 
I felt like it's always different when we as the African-American community want to discuss issues um, with regard to what we're going to in contrast with any other community. I remember one time you had a show that you had about the Jewish community when they had those that tragedy, I think, happened in the Northeast. Pittsburgh. I thought this was a similar moment. And we we should have something similar. I haven't seen that really come from that WSB. Someone did I someone do. just get drafted? Did, did, <laughs> did someone just get thank you, Tanya. Uh did someone just got drafted on ESPN? I think so, right? All right, uh, we'll come back. Uh I don't know. I don't know. I know we're talking about Father's Day at seven. Before then, anything goes. Uh, 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Just when I have hope for this this republic of ours, Deborah Green finds a stat that 85% of Americans, 85% of our fellow Americans put hot uh, ketchup on hot dogs. That's more than the 82% that put ketchup on hamburgers. I don't know what, what country I'm living in, but I'm not digging it right now. Those those numbers are... You know that stuff you put on your hot dogs the other day? What yeah. was that? Onions. It, yeah, no. Onion that, sauce. That Yeah, it tastes kind of ketchupy. You taste kind of ketchupy. You want mine? I didn't like it. Yeah, I do want yours. Okay. Jim's in Stockbridge. Jim, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. How are you, sir? Six hey, colors ahead of us, Jimmy. What's going on, buddy? Hey, listen. If you think that's disgusting, uh, people up in Seattle... You know what they put on their hot dogs? What? Cream cheese. Cream cheese? Ew. I that, kid you not. I was on a cruise. I ran into a whole bunch of people from Seattle, and they're slathering all this cream cheese on their hot dogs. I'm just like, Were they yeah, stoned? We like cut you, it's called Seattle like style. You Seattle style. Turn, 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 in, turn in your man card. We need to cut that country of Washington and Seattle loose. Yeah, my, bro- <laughs> my brother lives in Seattle. I've never heard of that. Seattle style is cream cheese and onions. That's just, that's because weed's legal there, right? That can't be any other reason but that. Sean joins us in coming, Georgia. Sean, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. How's it going? Excellent. What's up, buddy? Hey, just a quick shout out. want to thank you for introducing me to the show. I'm an avid fan now. My uh, man. Listening to them every time they're on. They're awesome. Uh, hot dog ketchup. No, mustard only, fries, you get gravy, and your eggs, you throw Tabasco on. I'm okay All with right? Tabasco on eggs, and I'm certainly okay with gravy on fries. That's a that's a strong, strong dipping sauce. And my wife's from England, and she puts this garbage called Marmite on her toast. It's yeast extract. It looks and tastes like dirt. Do you know about that, Deborah? Your husband's uh, from across the pond. It's similar to uh, Vegemite in Australia. It's similar to that. Yeah. But yeah, Chris puts malt vinegar on his fries. Yeah, I, I've seen that, like fish and chips. I don't do it. I don't need vinegar for just about anything. A balsamic vinaigrette on my salad, perhaps. <laughs> Sharon is in Cartersville. Sharon, welcome to the show. Hi, Mark. It's so good to talk to you. Likewise. Uh, definitely ketchup on a hamburger, but mayo on my hot dog. Well, like, how did that happen the first time? Were you raised like that? Yes, I was raised <laughs> like that. My mayo on everything. Eggs, green beans, pinto beans, everything got mayo. Duke's mayo or Hellman's? Craft. Craft mayo. All right. You're are you don't be bringing no blue paint up in my mama's house. Are you, <laughs> are you a Russian spy 
mayo <laughs> on a hot dog. So if you go out and and I don't know where you're buying hot dogs these days. Let's go. You're at a baseball game. Do you ask for mayo at a when you get a hot dog? Uh, I begrudgingly do like some ketchup, but I'm not happy. Yeah. You know what is the what are the looks do you get when you put mayonnaise on a hot dog? Because that is an odd combination. Um. Uh, you know, crazy town. Yeah. You know. All right. So you understand that's not the norm, right? That's You understand why people are looking at you uh, funny. Well, Sharon, thank you for listening. Our buddy Russ in Rome, Georgia, joins us. What's going on, Russ? Hey, Mark. How you doing, buddy? Hanging in, man. I, uh, hamburgers, it's uh, mustard and pickle only. Ooh, an aristocrat. And, uh, uh, <laughs> hot dogs is uh, mustard and relish only, and if it's available, sauerkraut. I like sauerkraut. I'm not a relish guy. I don't. Uh, I don't dig. On, I don't dig on the relish. Uh, I don't. I don't think I've had relish on a hot dog since 1978. And at, at four, I was like, "Yeah, we're not going to do this anymore." Really? Yeah. Like I like it. Yeah, mustard sauerkraut's cool. That onion sauce, Longori doesn't like. Very good. Um, all right. When we come back, I'll, I'll talk more about the condiment use in America, the shocking use of ketchup on hot dogs and eggs and other stuff. Gross. Uh, but I do want to start talking about Father's Day as well. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK on the Twitter and the Instagram. It's at Mark Arum. M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. News, weather, traffic next. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. Back to the show on a good Friday Eve to you. Mark Aram here. You there at 707, seven minutes after seven o'clock. This, my friends, is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. Three quarters of me familia here tonight. Deborah Green produces the show. Longoria, the stoic one on the other side of the takeout window. Low T Chuck Low-T. is camping out outside an arena in Tulsa, Oklahoma for the Trump rally tomorrow. Scotty B. Uh, is screening the calls. You might know him best from the uh, Man on the Street show, Word on the Street show, Word on the Street, which will come up uh, at eight o'clock with Shelly and Milani and DJ Crystal and Scotty B. So live coverage on a Friday. We're going to happen last Friday. So stay right here. If any big breaking news uh, comes along, we will tell you about it first. Um, Father's Day is this Sunday. First off, Happy Father's Day, uh, Longoria. I don't know Thank Scotty you. B. Well enough, Scotty. Well, actually, I do know Scotty. You're a dad, right? I have two wonderful children. How old? Uh, fourth grade and second grade. <laughs> I love that. How old? Fourth grade and second yes, grade. Yes, sir. All parents knew exactly where I was at. <laughs> ten and eight. That's fantastic. All right, ten and eight. So happy early Father's Day. Um, I, I want to talk about, we'll get back to the condiment kerfuffle, because uh, Deb has more stats on, on awful condiment use. Um, but I want to just talk about Father's Day. I love my dad. I got the best dad in the world. No offense to all your dads. No offense to you, Longoria. You're... you're uh, you know, a, a distant second place to my dad. He's just, <laughs> you've met my dad. Yes. He's just yeah, the greatest he's wonderful. Um, I, I was, last Saturday, I went out for the first time. Maya and I went out with her friend and her friend's boyfriend. First time we actually went somewhere, and we went to uh, this cidery, like a cider bar. Oh, okay. On Howell okay. Mill. I wish I could remember the name. It was fun. It was a good time. First time we went out, 
And um, you know what a cider is, Deb Green. They, they instead of beers, they have ciders, like alcoholic yeah. ciders. So it's, it's another word for a bar. Oh yeah, it was a bar, but it was but they like brew, I mean they sell their beers there. A hipster bar. Yeah, it was fun though. It was a good time. We'd have a flight of ciders, and one was like bourbon, and it was it was really good. My first time, literally out of the house, inside a place, social distanced, masks when we weren't, you know, whatever. Um, and it was just a good time. But that's not what I want to talk about. At toward the end of our afternoon, it was a little day drinking thing, Longoria. This uh, this dad and a kid come in, and I, I just by the age, I, I'm thinking the kid and the location. I'm thinking the kid was a student at Georgia Tech. I, that's just the assumption. He had that Georgia Tech kind of look. You know what I'm saying? Like you know what Georgia Tech kids look like. Like if I if in I comparison say comparison to UGA kids, yeah, yes. exactly. Okay. All right. So the, I I. Fingered this kid as a Georgia Tech kid, which is not an insult. I just like, yeah, it, you know when you see, oh, that guy goes to UGA. You look at Yamamoto and you go, oh, he went to West Georgia. Like, all these schools have a look. When I went to school, the Marist kids had a look. Marist College had a look. NYU kids had a look. Anyway, so this guy comes in, and he's just, they're just, him and his dad, by themselves, and they're just, just drinking ciders, talking, enjoying each other's company, and I was literally almost brought to tears just by the the tenderness that this like this kid loved his dad. The dad loved his kid. He was proud of him. He's he was you know he's taking him out for some quote beers, uh, you know, visiting him at school. It was just like the sweetest moment. I wanted to like go and hug both of them and be like, this is so awesome. Like to have a relationship, and not everyone does. That's the sad part. That's that's what's getting to my point. I'm lucky to have a great relationship with my dad. These this kid, you know what? I, I'm gonna yeah. I'm thinking maybe it wasn't son and dad, but for the purposes of my story, let's just say it was son <laughs> Don't and dad. Don't ruin it. Yeah, yeah. why did you yeah, ruin yeah, it? Come on. No the, one would have known. Exactly. No, the pessimist to me is like, did they meet on Tinder? Like, you know, oh, maybe they're coworkers. Uh, I yeah, mean, I come don't know. on. But in my head, this was father son enjoying some time, and I literally was like, I I, I even stopped like. I ignored my company at the table, and I was just staring at them like, "What a what a cool cool moment!" And I was I just wanted to bring that up because of Father's Day. If you have a father and a good relationship, embrace it. Do all you can. the The moments that you spend with your dad are special. And if you have a bad relationship with your father that is not beyond repair, reach out this Father's Day and and try to reconnect because that, that's a special relationship. It really is. I know you you have that with your daughters, right? I mean, yes. You have that special, just though your daughters adore you. They do absolutely adore you. Yes. They call you Longoria, which I find troubling. <laughs> yeah, at their at their tender it's age. only because of you. They don't call you dad. They call you <laughs> no. Longoria. Longoria, I want some eggs. Uh, but anyway, I just wanted to pass along. So here for Father's Day, I don't, anything related to Father's Day, your favorite memory with your dad, uh, the best words of wisdom you ever got from your dad. Just want to talk about dads and other Father's Day this Sunday. Uh, give your dad a call, even if it's been a long time. Give a call, reconnect, and do the right thing. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I like him. I like him, too. I Chris, like him. Chris, He's not mine. welcome to the show. Oh, hey, Russ. Hey. hey, you there? Chris? Hey, Mark. It's Chris. Hey, Chris. Welcome to the show. How are you, buddy? Hey, I was calling yesterday to uh, talk about the uh, thing that you had with the people calling out for special occasions from work yeah bad excuses for calling out for work yes and i thought you were going to use me as one of the best the, the best for last but i got cut off i'm sorry what was yours 
it wasn't actually me, but I was, during Desert Storm, I was on the USS Theodore Roosevelt. And when we came back, we had been out to sea for six months. And one guy called in after he after we came back to port and said that his penis was broken. What? Yes, and, you know, back then nobody had cell phones and stuff like that, but word of mouth got around, so... I think um, turns out, it turns out he went to the naval hospital and he indeed broke his penis. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're gonna start. We're gonna. We're not gonna say that word anymore. That actually happened to Dennis Rodman. Oh, really? Yeah, like <laughs> legit happened. That can happen. Wow. With Carmen Electra. I don't know who the gal was, but um, let me try to. His winky dink. Suffered a fracture, <laughs> wow. which is a, uh, yeah. that's clean enough, right? Yeah. The winky dink. Winky dink is popular, <laughs> the, I guess. So. The winky dink. His winky dink was broken. Wow. Yeah, so be careful out there, fellas. Ouch. Ladies, especially. Uh, Stephanie is up next in uh, East Atlanta. Steph, welcome to the show. Thank you. Regarding the hamburger, it's all the way. Tomatoes and lettuce and, uh, what is that, mustard and ketchup. All the way. You'll take all it the all way. the way. But what about the hot, hot dog? dog. I was born in the Midwest, so it is uh, mustard and relish and onions. All right, that's Sweet acceptable. Relish. As long as you're not putting the ketchup on there. Here's no. a, here's some more ketchup use. No, fries, um, onion rings. <laughs> oh, okay, excuse me, onion rings, yes. 29% of people put uh, ketchup on their eggs. Do you do yeah. that? No. All right, good job, Steph. Purist. 67% put ketchup on their chicken nuggets. No. Again, if you're six or younger, yeah. go ahead. That's not the preferred dipping sauce for chicken much. nuggets. What do your daughters dip the chicken? Do they even eat chicken uh, nuggets? My youngest is mayonnaise. And chicken nuggets and mayonnaise? <laughs> and oh, the oldest goodness. one is ketchup. Oh, Longoria. Yeah. Can they're, we, they're kids. Can we mix in a honey mustard, a barbecue mm. sauce? Kids. Start them early. A little really some salsa, perhaps. Anyway, finally, <laughs> 21% of psychotics dip their grilled cheese sandwiches <laughs> in ketchup. That's just yeah, that's wrong. That is terrible. Yeah, I've never seen Deborah so like tomato soup? That's the same thing. Kind of. I don't I'm dip not that dipping in that. it in yeah. it, though. That's separate. I don't do that either. What about you, uh, Stephanie? You dipping your grilled cheese in ketchup? Uh, no, tomato soup. All right. that's. Ex- I mean, that's traditional. I'm not going to say it's acceptable, but uh, I don't know. I didn't know our love of ketchup reach that far that people are dipping chicken nuggets and eggs in it fries and burgers that i mean that's all i put ketchup on fries and burgers that is it i mean i eat a lot of fries meat and burgers loaf? do you put it on your meatloaf no i know some people do yeah i, I like gravy gravy on meatloaf yeah Isn't that that's, ketchup? yeah yeah you could like some people cook with the ketchup on top and oh then yeah you'll, you'll serve it with gravy my yeah. mom used to do that the my mom is a great cook that was the worst i would refuse to eat her meatloaf it was just so so bad uh <laughs> Let's do a little, uh, let's check in with our buddy Russ in Gainesville on a Friday. Russ, come here a minute. I want to talk to you. Russ, what's going on, brother? Hey, buddy. Uh, just sitting here with Karen. Beatrice left us again. We just, I don't get along with her very well. Well, she's a, she's a wild Mustang, Russ. You, you got to let her run free once in a while. Hey, you knew my dad. I did. I want to tell you a couple of things about my dad. He told me one time, this is weird, you know, just sitting around figuring out stuff like this, but he said, you are the firstborn of a firstborn of a firstborn of a firstborn. Wow. And now, yeah, so it, and your yeah, son is the firstborn. firstborn. Yeah, he was my grandpa's firstborn. I guess my great grandfather, who I never met, was also the firstborn. So it's kind of strange. I'm the but. firstborn of a secondborn. 
So that, that means nothing. Um, so Father's Day is going to be rough for you. Your dad was awesome. Loved your dad. Uh, you going to honor him in any way this weekend, Russ? I, you know, yeah. Um, the guy next door to me here, uh, he told me a little while ago he's going to have a big party on Father's Day with a lot of fireworks and stuff. And I'll just, you know, I'll just say a prayer for my dad, you know, because it's, it's Sunday, right? Is that yeah, Father's Day? it's Sunday, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I'll do. All right. Fire, people are using fireworks for everything now. Every night I hear it. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. What's going on with that, Longoria? You're in the underground fireworks world. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, I, I have no idea. I, I mean, think it's because we couldn't have anything for Memorial Day. We're yeah. probably not going to have a big party for Fourth of July. July so they all just have them. I love your fingernails. What's going on in your fingernails, Dave Green? It's been like that for like a week. Really? Yeah. Usually you sit on your hands, so I don't see it. What color is that? That's. I have no idea. I just. I just buy a grab a bottle. I'm gonna. Can I put that on Instagram? Just a picture. I have of your... a picture on Instagram. Yeah, well, I'm gonna share it. I'm gonna okay. put it on mine. All, All right. right, interesting. Uh, that's I forgot. Russ, I'm sorry. All right, Happy <laughs> Father's Day, Russ. How's squirreled. it? How's your uh, how squirreled? How is your relationship with your son? Is it okay? Is it better? Um, we we were hanging out. One son, he lives a long ways away. I never see him. The youngest one, but Chris, he came around. He took us. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, he took us out, but then he went to Panama City and didn't invite me to go with him. How about that? Well, I mean, who's going to take their dad? I mean, I love my dad, but I'm not taking him to Panama City. That's You don't want your dad. I mean, although, Russ is a rare dad wingman that might do well in Panama I like City. He learned from dad. Yes, exactly. Russ, happy Father's Day, buddy. Have a great weekend. Well, uh, I'm off next week, by the way, so uh, you can save your cell phone minutes, or you can call into uh, the Man on the Street show with Shelly Milani. Your choice. Okay. All Thanks right. a lot, guys. Take care, Russ. Happy Father's Day. Talking Father's word on Day. The street. What do I keep saying, man? Man on the street. Can we get a sign? It's, a, it's, it's like the Von Hessler sign. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not personal. I can't remember Von Hessler's freaking show name either, unless the sign is up there. So, man, no, word, word on the street. Word on the street. Word on the street. My apologies, Shelly. Love you, buddy. We'll come back. It's the Mark Aram Show on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. 724, word on the street. Coming up at 8 p.m. Word on the street coming up. Word up. Sam's in Buford. Sam, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? Hey, chili and a little bit of mustard on my hot dog. Oh, chili dogs are fantastic. Chili cheese, though. You got to throw some cheese on oh, there, you Sam. You can't just have regular chili. Uh, no cheese. All right. Are you lactose intolerant? <laughs> no. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Sam, happy Father's Day, buddy. Okay, you too. All right. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Kenny's in Jefferson. Kenny, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Yeah, you say you don't like ketchup on your grits, right? On grits? No. Butter, so, butter and salt. Egg. Well, you said eggs, but I like to mix my eggs and grits together, then put ketchup on. Oh, you're one of those you're one of those toddlers that likes to mix up all their food. <laughs> <laughs> well, according to mom, that's when I learned that. Yeah, that's I don't uh, listen. I'm not gonna. Well, I did kind of judge. I won't judge you personally, Kenny. But anytime I see that, like an adult that takes all their food and mixes it up, I just question what's going on in the noggin right there. But on the flip yeah, side, the people that one time the strange people that won't let their food touch either. Like, you know those whack jobs? Like, I don't get that. Like, yeah. the, they got to separate their peas on one side of the plate, their mashed potatoes on another side. What about Thanksgiving when you just got a plate full of stuff and it's just all, I mean, everything mixes together? They have that divided plate yeah, that children like use. You don't mix it on purpose, though, right? Do you? No, but, I mean, if it, stuff gets if in my touches, mashed potatoes. happenstance, and... it's fine. 
You don't put corn in your mashed potatoes? I like putting corn in my mashed potatoes. I will perhaps maybe take a spoonful of mashed potatoes and then just... Like like a mashed potato bowl at KFC. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You seem to me, Deborah Green, again, not to pass judgment, as one of those people that I've, if I've seen you eat so rarely... That would would be one of those my food can't touch other foods kind of person. It probably depends on what the food is, but no, it's all right. I don't mind. Green beans, corn, and a that's, and a slice vegetables. of meatloaf. Yeah, they're vegetables, and I like meatloaf, so yeah, that's fine. So you're it's not on the same plate. Yeah, you know, okay. if they touch, you're not going to freak out. No. All right. I think that's some sort of a personality disorder. Thanks. <laughs> no, not you. <laughs> people that do that, but I also people that just like mix, uh, especially things that don't go together. Like the the people that with the turkey and the stuffing and the mashed potatoes, and then they put it on a sandwich and then put cranberry sauce on top. Yeah, the best. Why you put no? Don't put sweet on your meat, Longoria. I've told you this many times. Uh, we're gonna come back after news, weather, and traffic. The lovely, the talented, the vivacious Cheryl Castro standing by. We'll come back, finish with your calls. The uh, Father's Day edition of the Mark Aram Show continues on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. Oh, I'm going to post a picture of Deb Green's fingernails on my story right now on Instagram. Check them out at Mark Aram back after this. You're listening to the Mark Aram Show. 736, 24 in front of 8. Mark Aram and crew with you till 8 in the p.m. Don't forget, once you get home... You can listen to the program in the confines of your abode via the WSB app, wsbradio.com, or your home speaker. Just say play 95.5 WSB. Before we go on, happy Juneteenth, everybody. Uh, big day, the Emancipation Day. If, if you don't know uh, what Juneteenth is, um, I'm not going to give you a history lesson. You should know, but uh, you know some people didn't know what it was. Uh, educate yourself. It's a very important day. And it should be celebrated. And now there's a push to make it a national holiday today. So today, our company—not that we have anyone in the office anymore—but it was—it was you could take today off. So do we get holiday pay for today? Yes. You you will get a holiday pay okay. today, or I think you can float this a float to day? another day. A yeah. floating day. Hmm. I'm going to float it to Longoria's birthday. So <laughs> Scott. Can, mm. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so happy Juneteenth. It it is. Um, to me, like people that don't know, all right, real quick, Scott, if you want to jump in and help me out here, because I know uh, Shelly and Melania have been talking about it. Juneteenth celebrates the day uh, where Texas slaves finally heard about the Emancipation Proclamation. So, like, basically two years after the Emancipation Procula- Proclamation, Emancipation Proclamation, Proclamation yes. two and a half years, two and a half years later, the slaves in Texas were finally freed, uh, which is crazy to think that. It was an extra two years of slavery in Texas after all the other slaves had been freed, which is... They didn't have Twitter then. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it, there was, it was a different time. But think of how, how much pain and suffering went on in those two and a half years. How many people died because of that. It's just... But, so that's what the celebration is about. Uh, it was June 19th in 1865 when, uh, when that came down. So uh, I relate it to, as, as a Jewish man, um, Moses freeing the Israeli slaves, the Hebrew slaves, right? Right. And we celebrate that every year, Passover. So to me, it's it's a big deal. Like, yes, I, I get it. This is Juneteenth, and, and more people should know about it. And I think it's a great, great day of celebration to, to uh, celebrate the breaking of bondage, if you will. We do it every year for Passover when uh, Moses led the Hebrews out of Egypt. And uh, I am all bored, all on board with Juneteenth. I, some, 
I posted Happy Juneteenth on my Facebook page this morning, and Facebook is just, oh, my God. Man, this is such a crazy. terrible place, isn't it? People, one lady was like, that's it. I'm done. Bye, Mark. And I was <laughs> wow. like, and she was borderline anyway. I was thinking about getting rid of this lady anyway because she is whatever. And I, and I replied, <laughs> I'm like, so you don't want to celebrate emancipation? And I, then, then she deleted a comment and, and, and poof into the air. I mean, that... I don't know how the, I don't know how anyone could take a side on emancipation, right? Like that's a good thing. I think people just lump it in with everything that's going on in our media and everything else, and they try to attach it and make it a bad thing. But it's not about Probably. any of that. One, one poor guy, and I, I don't blame this guy. He was like, uh, he might have been trying to be a dick, but I don't know. He was like, when was this invented? And some <laughs> and someone wrote back, eighteen sixty five. That's Boom. when it was invented. Mic drop. It that's depends Barry. on what, what you get to study in history and yeah, where you're at. Exactly. So. That's when it was invented, Barry. <laughs> um, and I, I, I came to his defense. I'm like, I, I mean, Barry is not alone. A lot of people don't know about it, but you know, do some research. And if if you don't know about Juneteenth, then you don't have enough black friends, right? There it I mean, is. You, you need to. Uh, if you didn't know what Passover was, you don't have enough Jewish friends. Uh, if you don't know what Easter is, you don't have enough Christian friends. You should broaden your horizons and, and open your life a little bit and get some different perspectives. So uh, without further ado, happy Juneteenth to everybody. I, I think this is not just a, an African-American holiday. I think we should all celebrate the fact that uh, the, the slaves in Texas were emancipated two and a half years after they should have been. All right, enough of that. Um, no, I mean, we could talk about that, but I'm getting off my soapbox. Uh, I'm getting off my soapbox is what I meant to say. Uh, done. Done. Uh, Dion is in Smyrna. Dion, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hi. I didn't know if this was going to be a guy or a girl, because that's one of those names I don't know. It could be a guy, it could be a girl, but I'm going to go assume and say you're a girl, right? I am. Very much so. <laughs> What's going on, Dion? No, you were talking about hot dogs, french fries. As far as us, it's going to be a chili slaw dog with cheddar cheese and mustard and onion. Wow. wow. They just, gonna, that's what, that's called a it, kitchen sink you right know, you're there. You're not counting carbs. You're going. <laughs> you're not counting carbs. I have never, and this might be just my upbringing, I've never been a coleslaw on a hot dog kind of guy. I never had it till I moved to the South, and I've eaten it, and it's okay, but it's certainly not one of my preferred toppings for a hot dog. I'd much prefer sauerkraut over coleslaw. Oh, really? Ugh. Yeah. I well, like, I and I think that goes too with sauerkraut. You know, all the recipes aren't the same. So oh. you know, we're picking our sauerkraut, we're picking our slaw. So I mean, the varsity. <laughs> yeah, who's got the best coleslaw get... in the world, Dion? Let's see if you pass this test. My grandmother. Well, yeah, I can't vouch for that, but I mean, if one that's a, a coleslaw that's available to the general public, who has the best coleslaw? I would say. I'll, I'll answer it for you. Long John Silver's. Long John Silver's has the greatest coleslaw in the world. If you don't agree, I will reimburse you for your coleslaw purchase at Long John Silver's. This is not a commercial. No. This is me just After, telling yeah, you. Yeah, it is. It's so good. KFC's number two. Long John Silver's number one. Adrian's in Woodstock. Adrian, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? That's another name that could be both male and female. Right? There's Adrian from Rocky. Yo, Adrian. There you go. Thank you, Scotty. What's going on, Adrian? Nothing much. Nothing much. How about yourself? Uh, It's Friday. I'm very excited. I got 18 more minutes, and I'm on vacation. Wonderful. But uh, about your little hot dog situation, I actually uh, used to work in a very uh, prominent restaurant here in Atlanta. 
I won't say which one because I don't want them coming after me. But we used to, uh, we used to, if, if somebody has actually, we used to serve like specialty hot dogs, which was like either a teriyaki hot dog and stuff like that. It was like five star hot dogs. Yeah. And um, if you ask for ketchup, we would tell you no. And I remember one specific time somebody asked for ketchup on, on a piece of fillet or like a one sauce or something like that. And they they wrapped this food up and told him he's not allowed to eat there anymore. Wow! You booted a guy out for wanting ketchup on his fillet. Yeah, and that's that's a no no. Yeah, I don't do I like if 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 the steak is bad, you know, like if it's not a prime cut. I mean, if it's just a normal run of the mill steak and it's not cooked well, I might throw some a one on there or try to. I mean, even ketchup. But if it's a really good steak, yeah, like the bison fillet on, that you made me I don't buy, put anything you, on that. Yeah, you don't you don't do anything. I, I barely even like it seasoned. Like, I'll take care of it. Just, I just want to taste the meat. That's a good drop right there. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I just want to. Wow. My grandmother used to, uh, my bad grandmother, not my good grandmother, we'd go out to dinner, <laughs> and there was a place called, Jesus, I can't remember the name of it. It was a Jesus. steakhouse. Was it a church? No, I said, geez. Oh. Oh. I didn't say, I didn't take the Lord's name. <laughs> I didn't say Jesus. Um, it was in Buckhead. I want to say it was McKendrick's. That makes does that sound familiar? It does. So we'd go there. She would take us. She would take us out to dinner like once a month. My cousins, myself, and she would order like uh, a nice New York strip, and would just drench it in ketchup. Just like pork. I mean, it was a like a forty dollars steak. Yeah. And I'd be like, Nana, what are you doing? And she's like, Hey, when we were growing up, we we didn't couldn't afford a forty dollars steak. We would get you know liver or whatever and you had to you couldn't just eat it you know right. plain you had to put ketchup on it so she's like so anytime i have any kind of meat i put ketchup on it because that's what i grew up with and i was like well get give one taste without the ketchup like trust me <laughs> trust me nana it's, it's, not liver. it's gonna be fine yeah it's not liver ricky is an alpharetta ricky welcome to the show i do mark what up brother all right bro um father's day story not all good, but um, my father came back from Vietnam with some conditions and whatever else, and we knew he was slowly going down. Well, like PTSD okay. kind of stuff? Uh, liver stuff, oh, okay, alcohol, gotcha. that kind of thing. And, and so um, I get a call one night, and it's my father on the line. And he says, he says, Ricky, because we'd had kind of a rough relationship there for a minute, because um, I was a teenager, and you know how we are. And I said, yes, Father, I forgive you, da 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 And then I hung up the phone. And then I come to find out he had made a list, and the last person on the list was my name. Because the last person on the list was his only son that he wanted to talk to before he passed away. And after he picked, after he put down that phone, I didn't know until after the funeral when my sisters told me. He said, after he talked to you, he said, I can pass away now. Wow. And he did. How long ago was this, Ricky? Uh, he passed away... 92. Oh, wow. 92, I graduated. 
Wow. That, that's a remarkable Father's Day story. Thank you, Ricky. Uh, rest in peace to your dad. Glad you got to talk to him. Debbie's in Palmetta. Debbie, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Thanks, Mark. How are you doing? Great. How are you? Just fine. I want to pride myself. I want to let you know, I pride myself in having a very diverse group of friends. Excellent. Okay? And, and have for a very, very long time. I am currently married to a black man and have been for 10 years. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Until this year, I had never heard of Juneteenth. Really? Never. And I, like I said, I've I've had all kinds of friends for a really, really long time. Never have I heard of it, which speaks to, I think one thing is that our education system, we spend a week talking about Martin Luther King. And it doesn't really go into a lot of deep American history the way it should. Yeah. And so I just, in defense of not knowing what Juneteenth was, I didn't know until probably a month ago. That's that's understandable. But now you know, and and I think that's yeah. that's that's good. I'm pretty sure that I was taught about Juneteenth in high school history. Like I'm pretty sure that was covered. I know it was part of um, the Civil War when we talked about Reconstruction. Yeah. But we didn't spend a lot of time on the Civil War either. Yeah. But you're right. A lot of that has to go to, to the educational process and, and um, you know, the Eurocentric version of the history books that was certainly rampant when I was uh, in school. But, yeah, I definitely uh, heard about Juneteenth uh, before before yesterday. But it's fine. Listen, if, if you don't know, that's that's not being... Uh, that's just not having the knowledge. Um, and, and, and now more people will know that it is, it's a special day and it it deserves to be celebrated. One segment to go, uh, Deb Green's fingernails are now on my Instagram, uh, story. If you want to check them out, uh, at Mark Arum, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. We will be right back after these messages from our fine sponsors. Maybe Omaha Steaks with Erickson. We'll see. Steak cut bacon. Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. Hey, Shalongoria, I'm on vacation in six minutes. Enjoy. Patrick's in Lawrenceville. Patrick, my man. What's going on, brother? Hey, I'm here. Um, Mr. Aram, thank you. Um, uh, may I first uh, send some props to my dad before I comment on the condiments? You do, but you got to be quick. I'll be very quick. My father uh, started the animal dentistry industry Oh wow! in the 80s. Um, he opened the Power Street Animal Hospital. He was selling people in the 80s to brush their dog's teeth. People thought he was crazy. He went on to, uh, on his own dime, go down to Belize and do root canals on jaguars. Oh, my goodness. What a dad. On his own dime. That's amazing. Yeah. No, it's, it's real. There's, a, there's something called the Jaguar Project through the Belize Zoo um, where they, they capture him. And, and they put them in captivity, and they have a tendency to want to chew their way out, and they break their teeth. And my dad did that. But he's not with us anymore, and I just want to say props to my dad. As far as um, condiments, I'm going to go with uh, Mrs. Primetime, Dion, who called earlier. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with a slaw dog. No, listen, if, if you were raised on slaw dogs, I have no problem with it. I mean— it, I don't think they're gross. It's just I'd rather have other stuff on a hot dog. PJ's in Sandy Springs. PJ, real quick, what do you have? Hey, great conversation, thought-provoking, right? Thank I think you, we buddy. Should all know, <laughs> we should all know 
about emancipation, right? Yes. We just don't know the date, just like we don't know how many home runs that Hank Aaron hit, 744. We all respect him. Yeah, agreed. Uh, we need more knowledge. I think that a lot of people just don't have the knowledge. That's what we're going to try to do. Preston, real quick, Preston, what do you have? Hey, brother, what's going on, Mark? How are you, sir? You did wonderful. Three things. First thing is, why don't we just all get along? Amen. Two, on the ketchup thing, I think it tastes great with the Krispy Crowns. It's wonderful. You can get them from Burger King. Number three. This is going to make all of you and the bananas laugh. I like to have some of them French fried taters. French fried taters. Mm -hmm. Preston, have a great weekend, buddy. Let's do star of the show. And now, are you guys ready for the Mark Aram star of the show? Uh, star of the show goes to Scotty B. And has nothing to do, I'm not sucking up because it's Juneteenth. Why did Scotty B get star of the show, Longoria? Because he gave you a cookie. He and bought me up. a cookie from Arby's. I don't think he bought it for you. I think he bought it for himself and just didn't eat it. Well, whatever. One dollar and he gets star of the show <laughs> that quick. Uh, Scotty wow. B's going to stick around with Shelly Milani and your girl, DJ Crystal. It's Word on the Street coming up next from <laughs> 8 to 10 p.m. Yeah, very proud of you guys. Uh, we will continue the conversation. I'm on vacation next week, but I'll be active on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram, Facebook, Mark Aram, WSB. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Go to sleep, you little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the All Sweet Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile.